Down in three, quick throw, what a catch. Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel, highlight reel, touchdown. In the entertainment capital of the world. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. It's the T.C. Martin Show. 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 and 10 for Mahomes. Pressure, and he sacks! First one of the day, and it's Bosa who gets home. T.C. Martin. T.C. Martin. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. He is electrifying! T.C. Martin. Is this for real? Oh my goodness! Can he do it twice? T.C. Martin. Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. Martin Glad to have you with us. It is a football Friday slash a World Series Friday. Let's throw some hockey too because the Golden Knights are going at 3 o'clock in the afternoon at T-Mobile Arena. But we got it all happening here for you today as we get you ready for another exciting weekend. T.C. Martin Show, streaming live, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, wherever you may be, and, of course, of course, here in Las Vegas as well. And our home, the Westgate Superbook. That's right, the world-famous Westgate of Las Vegas inside the Superbook here on a Friday, our regular Friday home. And I know that we've been alternating some Thursdays and some Fridays because of, of my schedule, specifically with the Las Vegas Aces, but, hey, now that the uh, WNBA season is over and the Aces are back-to-back champions, we don't have to worry anymore about uh, uh, traveling uh, throughout the country, at least for a while. So that is a good thing. And uh, we are here each and every Friday, as you well know. All right, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house as well. And today the quarterback, Jay Schrader, is back with us. And uh, Jay has been attending to other things, off on a little long sabbatical, but uh, he is with us. Uh, on Fridays now for the most part. He will be here today, the uh, former Redskins quarterback, as I said, and that's right, because he was a Redskin at that point in time, and of course, uh, a Raider quarterback as well, too. So he will join us, and then of course, our best bet segment coming your way a little bit later on in the program, like we always do each and every Friday. We'll do our best bets. Trevor Maddich will be joining us, hunkering down at, uh, from ESPN It is college football studios there in Bristol, Connecticut. And, of course, he joins us each and every week. And then we'll be visited by the vice president of sportsbook operations, like we normally are on our Fridays here at the Westgate, the one and only Jay Cornegay. So we will uh, talk to him about the lines and which way they are moving and shaking as we get ready for week number eight of the National Football League. And, of course, college football coming up. uh, That uh, Actually, game starting uh, tonight. But uh, we'll focus on the games for tomorrow and the World Series. It is game one of the World Series. And the big question is, how many people really care about the World Series outside from a, uh, a betting perspective? Now, obviously, people will, will find a side to bet in the World Series because it is the World Series. And game number one is tonight with Arizona and Texas. 
You've got Zach Gallon taking the mound for the Diamondbacks and Nathan Evaldi going for Texas. So two teams that are riding a ton of momentum right now. Two long shots that nobody expected to be here. And when I say nobody, I mean nobody. We're talking about a 65 to 1 shot in the Arizona Diamondbacks, a 22 to 1 shot in the Texas Rangers. Those were odds at the beginning of this Major League Baseball season going back to uh, the beginning of April. So I'm very curious on what the viewership and what the betting action is going to be like. And we will talk to Jay Cornegay about that uh, a little bit later on. So we'll uh, break all that down for you. We'll talk about the college football games, the key ones, and then, of course, the NFL, like I said, in our best bets. All right, always good to have my man Marco D'Angelo here on a bookend week, as I say. Marco joins us in studio on Monday and then, of course, here at the Westgate on Friday. Marco's been getting a lot of cardio work in today. How you doing, brother? Where's the oxygen? <laughs> You're supposed to have the tank ready for me. I just put a marathon in to get up here. You don't know where I parked. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were at the track. I got some water for you. Uh, that's good. I'm going to be hitting that soon. Good man. Good man. All right. Uh, how interested are you in this World Series? Oh, me as a gambler, we're, you know, it doesn't matter who's uh, right. playing. You know, to uh, quote my mother, to, she's once said to my dad, you'd bet on two ants crossing the street, wouldn't you? <laughs> he says, if I thought I had an edge. <laughs> So yeah, that's the thing. But it's kind of hard to find an edge in this series because they were predominant underdogs during the entire postseason. Both were number six seeds. Both barely got in to the playoffs, and they've both been pretty much red hot, except for the three in a row that the Rangers lost on their home field to the (laughs) Astros. So very hard series to handicap. And then I, I know you know from a betting perspective. Like you said, like I said when I prefaced it, yeah, people people will bet on it. But I can guarantee you that the handle is not going to be astronomical like we've seen for last year's World Series or the last two years in the World Series where, I mean, you, you had uh, a lot of public teams and uh, very popular teams. But Arizona and Texas, I mean, these are two teams that are lucky to, to sell out half their seats at their own stadium during the regular season. Definitely with Arizona. Now, with Texas, they're both wild cards, TC. But do you really look at Texas as a wild card? They led the division almost the entire season. 159 days they did, right? They Then, you know, they lost the lead. They actually, at one point, were the odd man out because Seattle had leapfrogged both them and Houston to have a lead for just a couple days. And then Houston took it back over. And it went down to the final day of the season where Texas next to the last day of the season eliminated Seattle so they locked up the wild card at worst but if they would have won the final day which if you remember they lost one nothing the, the final day they got Houston because they couldn't hit and they and they partied the night before they partied like it was 1999 which you know if they did that no was absolutely excuse. stupid okay yeah, well, they did do that you know, that's a fact and that's you know neither here nor there right now if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks you're coming in here with no pressure, in my opinion. You're playing with house money. You backed into the playoffs. Remember, they lost, what, their last four games or something? Yeah. And it's only because... They got swept by the Astros on their home field that final weekend. Yeah. And they only got in because Chicago 
puked down their own leg right. the final week of the season. So they backed their way in, and here they are in the World Series. So to me, they're playing with house money. And when you're playing that way, playing loose, nobody expects you to win, that's when you're dangerous. All the pressure's on Texas because they, and I know you, know, you being the big Houston fan, and you've said it to me so many times during the course of the season, the Astros are inside the heads of the Rangers. Well, you know what? They they slayed the dragon. Now they're here. They're the ones that I think you got to worry about, you know, because of the pressure, maybe thinking, oh, wow, we just caught a break. We don't have to face the Phillies. We got the Diamondbacks. And that's one of the reasons why I'm on Arizona tonight in game one. So back to your, your question for me, and I will say that, uh, no, I do, I am surprised that they're here, and I do still view them uh, as an underdog. I understand they're a favorite in the series because they're playing the Diamondbacks, who are six games over 500 to, you know, for the regular <laughs> season. I mean, it, it's shocking. And again, they were a 65-to-1 shot. And the only reason that, that Texas was a 22-to-1 shot, which is still very long odds for a World Series uh, participant is because they picked up Marcus Simeon and, and, and Corey Seager. But it is still a, a, a surprise, and I don't consider them a, a big favorite just because they've never been here before. They've never been here before. you got to go back to 2011 for the, the Texas Rangers uh, to, to basically be in this position. And this was a team that lost over 100 games two years ago. So no, they're 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 not a household name. They're not a household favorite. They don't have a, a bunch of uh, um, of, of household all stars. They don't have it. And when we talk about pitching, Arizona has the better pitching. Now their arms are younger than the Rangers, but that has been the Rangers' downfall. And that's why everybody, including myself and everybody else out there, you know, you know, figure that they would 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 collapse down the stretch because they don't have the pitching, and they've been getting. Amazing performances from two guys that aren't very good. <laughs> Jordan Montgomery, everyone's yelled about Jordan Montgomery. Remember Jordan Montgomery when he was with the Yankees, even when he was with the Cardinals, and when they got rid of him? I mean, this guy was he was just an average pitcher. And then Nathan Avaldi's had two Tommy John surgeries. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about him, but they've turned in some pretty good performances uh, as of late. Avaldi wasn't great against the Astros. And uh, so when that's all you have and then when you get to the sixth inning i mean you're licking your chops if if you're the opponent because there is nobody i underline nobody that you fear in that rangers bullpen it certainly isn't uh uh, a chapman we know that now you go back to like say some of these other teams that maybe we expected they could slide in like minnesota who was a division champ in the al you know central but they had Durant, and you, you're fearful of this guy. You know when you're when you when the guy's coming out of the bullpen. Arizona doesn't have that. I mean, Las Vegas native, and I'm glad for him. What Seawald? That's great. This guy doesn't throw over 93. <laughs> the thing about it is, is Arizona, and it's not often that I would be saying this in a matchup. Arizona has the edge in the bullpen. 
for this this series. Of course they do. Okay. Yeah. And Anybody would over Texas. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Yeah. Anybody. Just about. Um, the thing that you mentioned, Jordan Montgomery, mean you see him totally different. Mm-hmm. I think he's been a phenomenal pitcher for Texas. And down the stretch. Down the he, stretch, I'm with you, but I'm talking about career numbers is what I'm talking about. I know, but right now, we're dealing with right now, yeah. and he's sharp. Here's the thing about Jordan Montgomery, and that's the other reason why I'm on Arizona tonight. In a perfect world, Jordan Montgomery was starting game one. But because Max Scherzer only went two and a third, and I and I told you when we broke yeah. that game down yeah. that he would be on a very short leash, and they went, because there's no tomorrow if you don't win that game on Monday. They went to Jordan Montgomery out of the bullpen. He was the first one that came out. He gave him two and change, but got them. You know, and Bochy didn't need to do that. The game was already in hand. They chased Javier after getting one out in the whole game. Yeah. That game was never in doubt. That, it, that that was a horrendous move by Bruce Bochy. But he he burned his first game yeah, starter. Yeah, he did. And and, 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 that, and that could be your game one, your game four, and your game seven starter. That's her, you don't yeah. do that. I'm. You know what I'm hoping for. I'm I'm hoping for <laughs> Arizona to get game one, and then I'll come with you know both yeah. fists tomorrow uh, with Texas in game two. But that's the reason for in getting plus. You know, I picked it up. I don't know what it is now, but I I bet it early this morning. I got plus one thirty nine on Arizona, mm-hmm. and I think you know that's the only way to go here. And Zach Gallen to talk about him for the season. He was much better at home than he was on the road. However, the last four road starts that he had, three of the four were outstanding. Gave up two runs or less, went into the sixth inning in in those games, and they weren't against nobodies. One was in the playoffs against Philly. The next two were the Milwaukee series and the Dodger series, both Big favorites over him. And then the one game he got blasted, he did get hit for four runs in the one Philadelphia start. But this is a spot for him that he has delivered better in the second half of the season. And remember, he also was your all-star starter. You know, he was having, at one point of the season, he was in, you know, talk for the Cy Young. His road starts took, you know, took him out of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that situation. You know, took him out of the conversation for Cy Young. But I like him tonight in Game One. And like I said, Arizona's got that swagger. It's us against the world because no one, and I mean no one, has gave them a shot to even get out of the the wild card round. Let alone here. Are we surprised that Texas got out of the wild card round? Surprised that it was a sweep? Yes. Surprised that they won? Not exactly, because like I said, this is a team that was a first-place team for the majority of the season. And they did it much like Baltimore. Like you said, there's no big household names on, you know, on this team that, you know, that everybody can associate with until they went out and got Mark, you know, Max uh, Shearzer at the uh, trade deadline. But that really didn't, he's not the reason they're here. I know what you're saying about Gallon, but I don't know if it's a tired arm or not. But the ERA in the postseason is over five, five point two four. But if you look at his um, his stats throughout the course of the season, he hasn't really been that good. Do you know he has given up at least five earned runs and seven different times? Seven different occasions. He's given up at least four runs, I believe, in his last seven starts. No, I'm sorry, his last five starts. So 
that's a scary thing. And again, guys who are not used to being here. And I think it's a very hard series to handicap because neither team has been here. There's question marks with both sides for pitching. The guy who's pitching the best is the guy that's going to be going probably in game number two is the rookie for Arizona who closed it out a couple nights ago. I mean, he and he's kind of an unknown, but when you look at his numbers and his consistency, his strikeout to walk ratio, he's the best. He's got the advantage. He's got an advantage, and he's got a disadvantage. The advantage is, like you said, he's a rookie. They haven't seen him, you know, and that's one of the things. And we talk about it all the time in baseball that whenever you a pitcher goes around the league for the first time, advantage to him because the hitters don't know. You know, they haven't seen him. They don't know what to look for, and they've got the advantage. Now, with that same advantage is also a disadvantage right now because he's pitching on the biggest stage that he's ever pitched on. He's a rookie. He doesn't, you know, he's never experienced this. But the fact that he did pitch a closeout game and got them what they needed, you got to give him credit for that. So he's going to, you know, he's going to have some confidence coming in here. But still, you don't know what's in the mind of a rookie when they trot out there for a World Series right. game. I know we all play in the back. Okay, were you, when you were a kid in the backyard, were you dreaming of pitching on the mound, closing out the World Series, or were you at the plate hitting a walk-off? Which one were you doing? See, I'm probably the norm because I was a pitcher growing up. So okay. I, I, I was a pitcher, yeah. but I was that kid at the end of the driveway, you know, yeah. you know, throwing up the wiffle ball and hitting yeah. it on top of the roof. Yeah. So I was both. <laughs> and we're talking about Brandon Fott, you know, by the way. And he's actually going to start game two. He's actually going to start game number three. So that's the way that's going to line up uh, for Arizona. But I don't know, kind of a weird feeling, too. I mean, this whole World Series has kind of a weird feeling for me. And we're starting on a Friday night which is a little bit strange, too. We normally start a World Series usually on, on, a, on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Tuesday. And when you look at the schedule, you got game one tonight. And, again, this was set way in advance. It has nothing to do with how long these uh, the division series or the championship series went. It has nothing to do with that. These are all etched in stone early for television purposes. But you got game one on a Friday, game two on a Saturday, travel day on Sunday, which has always been a big you know Sunday night baseball type of a thing. And they're bowing, I guess, to, to the, the NFL, NFL, but you're just competing against one game because all World Series games are at night. Mm-hmm. So to me, that doesn't make sense. And the Sunday night football, a lot of times, doesn't draw the huge, huge numbers because if you're not a fan of those two teams, you're not watching the game anyway. And generally, you're starting the baseball game an hour in front of the football game, so you have a head start on them Correct. as well. Yeah, yeah. So be interesting how they go. So you're not involved or want to get involved in a series bet? This one, I didn't feel that I had enough of an edge to make a series play because sometimes what ends up happening and you make a series play and then something happens in the first game and you want to do something else and then it's kind of contradicting what you have for the series and you feel, well, I'm like I'm betting against myself or now I can lose twice. Like if my team goes down and I want to take them in game two and now I'm 0-2 in a series and I and lose a bet too. It just it screws up. So I want to have the freedom to do whatever I want to yeah. do on a day-to-day basis. Can you just tell that I'm bitter? <laughs> I'm just bitter. I was planning to go into the World Series next week. Oh. You know, I was bitter. I get, I'm, just, I, I'm just bitter. I know you. I got to ask you off, uh, you know, side note. Sure. Were you, um, you know, I texted you that night the minute I saw the breaking news to see if you saw it. Did you see that coming with Dusty? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, talked about it in the off season. Um, 
probably right before spring training. And then again, I think he officially made up his mind after the all-star break. So it was more, more like right around, I'm trying to remember the see first, first part of August, end of August. And, uh, again, I'm not going to speak for him or, or anything, but, um, I know that T when they were struggling, um, and there was some doubt like, okay, are they going to catch Texas? Uh, you know, where are they going to end up? And it was kind of pretty much, you know, at the end of the summertime before they made that stretch run in September when they kind of hit hit the gas and everyone kind of got healthy. But uh, there were some rumblings uh, around Houston and uh, that, um, you know, maybe they weren't going to make it or they were going to choke and that sort of thing. And he kind of took that personal. And again, they didn't offer him a contract extension. He's basically been on a year-to-year type of a thing. So... And I know he has the utmost respect for for Jim Crane, and, and you know he was great for the Astros. The Astros were good to him; they gave him the opportunity. But as we know, he saved the Astros, and I was really glad to see Jim Crane come out and and say that during the course of the last couple of seasons, especially after the World Series. I told you uh, when we were celebrating at the World Series last year, and I was with him and Jim Crane, and, and for Crane to come up there and just said, hey, man, you you are our savior, this and that. I thought that was so cool. And then Crane said it again, um, you know, at the press conference yesterday as well, too. But I just think that he just felt like, you know, um, if they want me back, they'll make a, a, a hard pitch to have me back. And if not, then I'm cool with it. And so... Uh, Yes, you know, kind of new. That's why I wanted to try to get to Houston as much as I could this year because I kind of felt, okay, this this is going to be it, you know. And uh, it, I'm glad for him that he finally got to go out on his own terms, and he's never, ever done that. San Francisco, Chicago, Cincinnati, Washington, he never got a chance to go out on his own terms. They let him go or failed to renew his contract after all he did was you know lead him deep into the postseason. Absolutely. So that's um, you know a factor as far as being the age. A lot of people point. Oh, he's 74 years old. He doesn't feel 74. He doesn't look 74. Uh, you know, again, and he's not done. So I think that's the thing that needs to be reiterated here. He is not done. He retired from managing the Astros. And he was very careful to say that. Now, a lot of people took it as straight retirement. Other people took it as retire from managing, which more than likely he has done managing. But uh, do not be surprised if he takes a front office role or advisory role, uh, which is a little bit surprising knowing that he tried that with the Giants and he wasn't crazy about it, but that he really didn't let him do too much as well, too. Because he's a field guy, he wants to be he wants to be a teacher. He's always a teacher. So, if he can find some role where he could spend time on the field, you know, still mentoring and mentoring managers, and then having a say and maybe putting together a roster, I think that's what he's looking for. Having heard some of the stories that you know, me getting to know you, and I've and I've asked you, how did you you know get to meet Dusty and everything? And here are the stories you've told me about Dusty. And then I got to be honest. Um, today I sat with your with your wife at, at the basketball game. I heard a lot of Dusty stories, oh. and he's just such a class act. And when you say he saved the Astros, that was the perfect hire because he's like that father figure. 
you know, clean as a whistle, you know, never, no skeletons in his closet ever. And at the time, that's what the Houston Astros needed. Let's be honest. It, it, it was bad down there, okay? <laughs> all right? And he saved that franchise. And with all of that said, he could have easily said and made this season, uh, you know, about him when he made this decision internally to himself and put the spotlight on him to get him, you know, the fanfare around, you know, mm-hmm. baseball. He didn't do that. He could have used that as a motivational drive. Hey, uh, I'm retiring at the end of the season. You know, maybe, the, the, you know, the team, let's win one for the game. He didn't do that, and that goes to the man, not the manager, the man. And every story that I heard from you and your wife about Dusty, uh, you know, I I was hoping for you know one of these times to get to meet him because they were fascinating stories. Right, right. And uh, he rarely comes uh, to Vegas. Mm-hmm. He came two years ago and went to took him to a Raiders game. Took him to a couple of our favorite restaurants. Oh, I'm sure so, he had the, so, some Blue Ribbon chicken, didn't he? <laughs> he loved the chicken. He had said, you're right about the chicken. Let's get another order. But he went nuts with the oysters. Okay. So You lost me. I, I know. Me yeah. too. I said, you can, you can eat all those oysters you want. And then, you know, we were doing the shareables and the steak and this and that. Yeah. He actually got mad at me. Yeah. And I said, come on, you got to try the steak. He goes, man, he goes, I told you, I can't eat red meat, okay? He goes, don't push this steak in front of me anymore. <laughs> I go fine, go eat your oysters, then, okay? But I want some more of that chicken. He says, yes. <laughs> but nah, and that's what Bochi did. If you remember when Bochi did the whole retirement train, the people were were giving him gifts, and he said that that took away from his team. And Bruce Bochi regretted announcing that in advance. But Dusty wasn't going to say anything until you know he didn't hold his news until the World Series started. He didn't do it right after the game or game seven in the ALCS when the Astros were eliminated. Didn't do it the next day. He wanted all that shine to be away from him. But everyone was asking him everything, so they held the press conference yesterday. So, yeah. So when he does, does come back to town, I'll make sure that you, you get the invite, my friend. All right. You know, there you go. <laughs> and, and for once, you won't, you won't have to pay either. There you go. <laughs> you want, well, you want, from the stories want. I heard, there's a good chance that you'll be getting comped, and if all the stories I've heard, <laughs> Dusty will be pulling the water yeah. wall out. <laughs> that's how we that's how we roll, brother. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for him that he can now just chill. And you know, I've I've talked about it numerous times too. That I spent a lot of time with him that 2020 season while he was contemplating whether to take that job or not. And I remember being with him and he goes, Hey, uh, this is crane. I got to take this call. And they were going back and forth with that. And, and I remember one time, you know, we were at his winery and again, it was pandemic time and it was a late start and everything, you know, and it was like, you sure you want to do this? And he goes, because I do, I do. He goes, they got, a, they got a good squad here. And he was like, ah, how bad could it really be as far as like taking all those bullets? And then he came back and said, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. <laughs> Especially the introductory press conference they had during spring training when he was there and Jim Crane was there and Altuve were there. And they were just peppering questions. And I felt so bad for Dusty because he's sitting there going, and he finally had to say, he goes, you know, hey, I wasn't here. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All we could do is, is move forward and, you know, with these guys. And that was a challenge. And then you had the interruption during spring training, if you remember. Right. So you had all that. But he had that experience with, with two strike-shortened seasons that he had to deal with 
going way back, one as a player and then one as a manager as well too. So he knew how to do this. But you said something, and I'll hit the nail on the head with this and we'll move on, is that, uh, yeah, that father figure and everything because he knows when to put his arm around players. He knows when to embrace them and knows when to kind of give them uh, the swift kick in the motivational speech as well too. And a lot of people think that managers really don't have much of a role. They'll 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 look at a manager and they'll be quiet in the dugout or whatever. That that's not always the case, you know, you know with Dusty. And the thing about it is he is spending so much time and this is the, so many stories like you said, they're out there. But getting to know your players and getting to know what makes them tick. So I remember him when um, Framber Valdez, you know, he was just just met Framber. You know, hey, you're gonna have to be a starter. You know, this season, Luis Garcia, this and that, and uh, you know, he went and would go to this Dominican restaurant. He would travel like 45 miles outside of town in Texas, and would would bring him, his family, and the crew just the Dominican food. He goes. And, and like tears were out the Dominican players' eyes. Like we we haven't had this for mm. ever. We don't get this in the United States. It's that kind of stuff. Or you know somebody needs some help putting down a down payment on their house. He's going to help you do that. You know, give you advice and 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 just help people. Um, there was one story with uh, when he was with the Giants that uh, one of the Giants uh, just signed a. Um, uh, a contract extension and when they were on the road got his house broken into stole all the furniture took everything and this guy was only in his second year of major league baseball didn't have a whole bunch of money dusty furnished his whole house it's stuff like that and you know i could go on and on non-baseball related you know stories too but that's who he is and that's why players love him and that's why he is the ultimate mentor on the field and off the field. Yeah. And like I said, uh, your lovely wife, Gina, told me stories. And the, one of the ones that stuck out to me was, uh, I think it was in Atlanta, but there was a, a cleaner that, <laughs> that he had to get something. I, I forget what it was for, but he couldn't find any place to get something. And they took care of it, you know, after hours, whatever, got him the stuff. And this kid ended up at one of the World Series games. And, and Gina, you know, sitting, so she knew it was in his seats and yeah. so how you know, and he told the story that that was his grandfather or, or, Correct. or something. Correct. That yeah. they did that, and Dusty leaves him leaves him tickets. Yeah. The there, grandson. No, there's so many stories about that. So many stories. So many stories. I mean, it's it, it's countless, and that's kind of a running joke because you know when you're sitting in that section, you're with friends and family of the team and this and that, and so if someone's sitting next to you, you got to figure, okay, well. Dusty left you tickets? Yeah, how'd you know that? <laughs> it's like, and it was like, well, you know, how do you know them? And then, you know, one time it was the uh, Philadelphia Phillies um, uh, parking garage attendant. This guy was like 80 years old. And every time that, you know, Dusty would roll into Philadelphia, they would strike up a conversation. And this goes like 20 plus years. This guy had the same, you know, the parking lot attendant when they'd park the cars. And then uh, you want, you want to, you want to come to a game? No problem. I got yeah. you. I haven't seen you in you know, probably 10 years, but that's yeah. okay. So, I mean, there's just tons of stories like that, too, Just or people that he's helped out. But just a great humanitarian. And when I hear him, like, in that press conference yesterday saying, well, I, I feel like 
I, I, I still haven't done nothing because I went to Hank Aaron's funeral and people are talking about Hank did this, Hank did that, and set up uh, scholarship funds for all these people. He goes, he goes, I, I, I feel like I haven't done anything. It's like, <laughs> you're out of your mind. Yeah. You have done so much. But that's just the kind of guy he is. So um, I'm going to miss miss seeing him in the dugout, on the field, all that sort of thing. But uh, it, it, it's time. You know, We knew it was coming at some point in time. And... Um, I know even Astros fans are kind of say, "Hey, give us one more year, or whatever." But uh, you know, so so bless him. All right, my friend. When we come back, we will talk some NFL, some college football. Jay Cornegay is going to join us. Jay Schrader, the quarterback, he will join us next hour too. Plus Trevor Maddich, and we've got best bets, our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. It is a Football Friday live at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. Hey everyone, this is Carnell, aka Golden Pipes, and I want to welcome you back to the TC Martin Show. <laughs> Carnell Johnson, my man. Golden Pipes, yeah. He'll be uh, singing that national anthem in uh, less than a half hour. Golden Knights of the afternoon matinee affair. I'm used to the Nevada day, right, where they have the afternoon start. I know. I'm going to hear from you, Marco, that you, you wish you were there, supposed to be there, whatever it is. It's not, today's, what, the 27th? This should be pl- Why are they playing a Friday afternoon game? Okay, yeah, and that's probably why I didn't get a parking spot today because everybody's off because Nevada Day is being celebrated today. Today? Today. Oh, that's okay. news. That's pretty well, news to me. Well, it's a lot of people taking the long weekend. So that's why, you know, they're playing the matinee. That's why it's a 3 o'clock start. They wouldn't have a 3 o'clock start if a lot of people were not. That's what I'm not, saying. It's the yeah. Nevada Day is usually the 30th. It's the, th- it's the, right. 30 it's the 31st it's normally. It's the 31st. 31st, yeah. But the, it's four days early. I know. But uh, well, my problem is, have why, do you, why do you have Nevada Day? Tell, uh, do every, does every state have the uh, day that they I, come I, into You know, I, I, we never had a California Day or a Wisconsin Day. I never had a Pennsylvania Day. Yeah. I, did, I had this no discussion. No Illinois Day here. Yeah. yeah, right? I had this discussion with Lori today. So why do you guys celebrate, you know, is it such a big thing that, you know, you... Yeah, you became a state. Congratulations. Just, just an excuse, I guess, for people to... Have an afternoon off. Exactly. Kick back, have a couple drinks, watch an afternoon hockey game. I went to the bank today. Banks are open. The bank was open. Okay. Good thing. Today's not any certain. It's no holiday. I'm telling you, a lot of businesses are letting guys have that. Name one. That's what I want to know. Okay. Well, Chuck, look that up. T-Mobile Arena, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Or the Vegas Golden Knights. What are you talking about? They would not have a 3 o'clock game if they didn't have people off to go. But my point is, if it's going to be a state holiday, then places, banks, everything else would be closed. True. If you, I, I making up our own rules here. That's what it sounds like to me. Why else would there be a three o'clock game? Yeah, why would there be an eight fifteen game? People not, do couple people nights not, ago. Do people not work? Frozen frenzy. Huh? People not work. Did yeah. you like that? People are working today. Do you like? Did you like the frozen? The frozen frenzy, frenzy again to me. I, I'm not much into gimmicks. Uh, why? Why do you need to do that? You haven't game. All it is can confuse the betters. You know. Oh, I, I thought the game was going to be a seven o'clock start, seven thirty starts. What? Oh, we got a six forty-five start. We got games starting every fifteen minutes. I mean, what is that? No, I. You don't need to do that. Okay, you're popular enough, NHL in your league. You're popular. Enough, you don't need to do that. 
really, what what is it? Oh, we want to be talked about. Yeah. So you don't, I'm not I'm not that guy. So you don't like the college basketball when they do the the all one one day, where they kick off the season. Midnight Madness Midnight and Mads, all that, that. That's a practice deal. That's a practice deal. That's do, a practice they, deal. They have had game, yeah. one of the early seasons where okay, they, they go all day long. They yeah. start early in the afternoon, go all day long. To, beginning of the season, when you're having the exhibition, not exhibition, but the out-of-conference games. You were and talking, then you get, get into the tournament, holiday tournaments, which... No, no, they have the, they have game days like that where... You know, everyone is playing on a on, on a certain day or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's got nothing to do with midnight madness. Midnight madness, is, you know, it's like okay, like you could start, you know, practicing on October the fifteenth. Okay, so oh, instead of you know waiting till three o'clock in the afternoon or don't fill up an arena to go watch of practice. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's it's kind of a fun thing. But as far as you know, the games and all that kind of stuff, it, it's it, it's fine. But I'm just saying, do you, do you really need to do it? I don't know. So you asked me if I'm a fan of it. I didn't care one way or the other about it. It, it kept me from going to the game because I don't want to go to the game. It starts at 8.15. Yeah, I know. We were texting, and I'm thinking, <laughs> wait, you, you should be at the game right now. No. Nah, I, 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 I did the one eight fourteen face-off, and that was the opening night. I did that. Mm-hmm. Made sure I left early. I was going to say, <laughs> what, the, you know, what is the over-under of when you usually leave T-Mobile? Uh, after the second period, or I would say the eight-minute mark of the third period, just to, to be No matter the what the score is. Depends on the game. Playoff game, Stanley Cup final, I'm, I'm staying to the end. Yeah. Unless it's like 4-1. I think I pulled one of those. I you think know. you have. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you've been eating chicken by the time the final horn Well, was. that's important, too, because they close at 10. <laughs> so got to get in. <laughs> what? I mean, come on. It's, it's food, man. And that's another thing. A lot of these restaurants should be staying open a lot later. That is my biggest pet peeve of the Toshiba Plaza and all of the restaurants there. That on game nights, they're not open at least an hour an hour later. Because a lot of people do work. I, I know, uh, you know that's a foreign concept to you. But actually do work. <laughs> That have normal jobs in hours. Yeah, be careful what you're saying about people that don't work. <laughs> don't work. That okay. have yeah. set hours. I work. Okay, let me let me let me work it that way. <laughs> that they don't get to eat before they go to the game. <laughs> and not everybody loves stadium food, and they want to have something good. Right. And you want to go after the game. Yeah. And you're, there's times that I have literally did a run to get to a place I want to get to because they shot they stopped at ten o'clock, which I, I think is just completely stupid. And, was, and some stop at nine. And I've told the stories of different cities. Seattle, it's hard to find a restaurant that is open past nine p.m. It's crazy. I know. I know, and I know what steakhouse you wanted to go to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get to go there whenever I, I missed out on that one when I was in Seattle. I was only there a couple of days, and I, I didn't get to. You know what? I, I'm taking suggestions. Um, so I, I got to take two more flights before the end of the year to get my uh, my status back. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those type of things. Companion pass? Not the companion pass, because the companion pass, you need like okay. 150 of those flights or whatever. So, but uh, you got to fly X amount of flights and miles or, or miles or whatever to, to get that status where you board first. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Okay. And so I got to take two round trips. Obviously, Sacramento makes a lot of sense. You know, go back. And so I'm definitely going to do that. Any suggestions 
of where to go because I do have some flight credits now too since I canceled my World Series flights. <laughs> Wisconsin? Yeah. Maybe. It's cold now. Yeah, but see, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think I want to go more more warm weather. And I I don't want to go crazy where it's going to, you know. All right, do you want to go sports or do you want to go strictly food? Because that could be a trip. That could be a trip. Probably both. All right. I have not been there, and anybody that's a foodie, but you're so fickle in what you want to eat. Okay, I got to be careful choosing my words. But anybody that's a foodie always says, go to New Orleans. I've been there, though. Been there, done it. You've been there, done that. Yeah. And wasn't crazy about it because it was so much seafood and Creole and all that stuff. And and I did it because, you know, to do it. But it's it's like, oh, you got to have the po' boy. You got to have that. It's like... They were, it was okay, and I went to the most famous places because, again, yeah. got remember I was there for the final four a year before last. Yeah. So I got to spend like four days there. So, no, not for no. All right, we'll, I, we'll work on it. We'll find you someplace. Yeah, you're not recommending Pittsburgh. I noticed that. Unless you want to take it's me cold. with you to the Penn it's State cold. game. You know, it, it's cold. I know. I'm not looking forward. I I am going to the, the Penn State Michigan game only because one of my nephews went to Penn State and we all live in different parts of the country now and he wanted to do a thing where you know, I'm their uncle, you know, I'm really their big brother because we've had that discussion before the age between my sister and I and wanted to do something it's a bucket list for him. Yeah. He wants us all to go do something together. So, you know, he rented this fabulous uh, house on Airbnb and everything uh, for it. So, yeah, but it's going to be cold. The only good thing of the cold, I was hoping for a night game, but it would have been even colder. It's a noon start. I'm not happy about the noon start. See, I'm, I'm leaning towards maybe Phoenix or maybe even Dallas just to uh, – because, again, I, I got the chance to know that city a little bit. Got some friends there. So may, maybe that. But, again, I, I don't want to get into, you know, where the, the cost of the flight is ridiculous as well, too. So how about, um, I haven't been there either, but I know you probably have. San Antonio, see the number one draft pick, NBA. I've never, the, believe it or not, I've river, never been to San Antonio. Do the river walk. Yeah. There's a lot of good barbecue. That might be that might be a play. I think we should have a live remote. Throw, yeah. Be- throw <laughs> Becky's name around out down That's there. That's true. Well, I'd, I'd definitely reach out to Becky and say, "Okay, give me the spots." Yeah, yeah. That's see, but we're on the same page. More warm weather south. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning it, towards. Winter time. I don't want to go to a cold place. No, I know. I, don't. I know. I know. I know. Maybe maybe I would do a Green Bay if it was September, but first part of October. But now nah, and again, I've I've traveled enough to the East Coast this year or so. I'm 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 cool with that. I don't need that. I got a buddy that has been begging me to come to, to Miami, and and our boy Reeves is always saying, "Oh, come come to Tampa." It's like I don't know. I, I, I want to be on a flight. I want to be on a flight for four hours. Wait, wasn't um, Buck Power coming back to to to? I think Tampa you're right. Bay? I think you're right. Yeah. I yeah. think you need to figure out what game that was and make sure that is, and then meet up. Yeah, but see, again, I don't want to go to the cross country. Because you don't want me take, taking uh, time off of work again, Chuck, do you? Because then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lose a couple of days just going to the East Coast for a team. Marco, this, you, want, this Marco, you be, want to come host? This is just going to be a weekend thing. Yeah. 
I just I don't picture you in cold, and I I just can't see you in South Bay. Cold. I lived cold for twenty years. The when ultimate you, cold. When you leave it, you don't want to go back to. I agree. It. I, I have I've no only desire. Back, I only been back to Green Bay one time since twenty fifteen. That was for a funeral. I mean, I'll go back in the summertime, springtime. Yeah. I just don't want to go in the dead of winter. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I don't miss that. I know. Scraping, you know, 15 extra minutes of your day scraping the ice off your car to start your day. Shovel snow. 15. Try try getting up like at 6 in the morning or 5.30 because you got to, you know, blow out your driveway. And that's not a, a 10 or 15 minute thing. And the sidewalk and You're all that correct. stuff. The guy I paid, it took him about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And he had a plow. Yeah. He had a plow to consume. Yeah. Yeah. I had him on speed dial. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I lived that life. I yeah. lived that life because I had the next door neighbor kid. And I told you that until he yeah. went off to college, then now what am I going to do? I did it myself. I wore kind of like a badge of honor, too. It's like, I can do this. <laughs> I think I told you we, when I first moved to Green Bay, everybody said, you got to get a snowblower. you got to get it, this and that. And I moved to Green Bay in, in the beginning of September. And so, okay, yeah, they're having sales now. you got to go. I know nothing about snowblowers. Like, how, what am I? So what do I do? I go to the Ace Hardware, whatever, this and that. And I'm looking at all this guy, looking at stuff, and uh, guy's going like, well, how big a place you got? How big is your driveway? Is it like, <laughs> you know, like a, a quarter of a mile? Or is it one of those long ones? I go, oh, no, no. That's, you know, probably like, I don't know, you know, 20 yards or something like that. He goes, well, why are you looking at these big old ones? I go, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, so I'm telling him what I need. So what do I do? I bought like the Cadillac of snowblowers, right? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just saying, oh, well, it's like, well, this is, you know, five gears and this will make it smooth. This that. I go, okay, I better get that because, you know, I have these horror stories. And I will say, I was glad that I got that Cadillac okay. of snowblowers where everyone else like had these little small ones and they're yeah. getting, you know, blown away in the, in the blizzard-like conditions. I had a big driveway, had this, got the snowblower. And you know what? First time, it was fun. Yeah, Se- right? Se- second time. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Third time, no, nah, I'm done. Right. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> Laura, you know, find somebody to do it. You know, it, yeah, it's- it took me three winners. Uh, first winner was like badge of honor. I was like, yeah, there's no. a California guy. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. Second, okay. Back, right. We'll go back to back. No problem. Third, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> Wait <laughs> You know, Lori, when I met Lori, first thing I, I told her is we started, it looked like things were going to get serious. I said, I got to tell you something. If you're looking for a handyman, somebody's going to change oil, fix this. It's fix not that. me. I said, it is not me, but I can tell you this much. I can afford a guy. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. I can I can relate to that. Yeah. But no, sometimes, uh, you, sometimes you have to do it, you know, yourself. Because especially in those, like, overnight storms or blizzards, and you got to get up. You got to. I was doing morning radio at that time. I was doing well morning and afternoon. So I I had to be at the station like by by eight in the morning. So it's like you got to find a way to get out of your driveway, man. Do you have a big toolbox at home? Yeah, I probably can use a hammer and maybe a pair of pliers. And that's about it from that toolbox. My toolbox is a hammer, <laughs> a couple different screwdrivers, the different heads. And yeah. That's it. If it takes anything more than that. <laughs> If you have a tool, somebody's going to expect you to do it. So I don't have those tools. You know what's funny? It, it, you always say how alike that we are. And, and I think this is the first time we've had this conversation. You're right. We are. We, we are so much alike when it comes to that stuff. 
you know, we didn't talk about any football during the segment at all. None whatsoever. Jeez. Did you like the ending of the Buffalo game yesterday? <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hey, I was sweating the Hail Mary. I, I had the, the money line parlay, okay? I, in, oh, you listen, know. listen. This, okay. For you people that had Tampa Bay last night, right. okay? <laughs> Don't smile when you went to the cashier because you had no business going to the cashier whatsoever. None. Zilch. Zippo. Nonsense. That is the worst bad beat I believe I've ever had. And I'll tell you why. There'll be worse ones. No, I'm telling you. This was the worst because I hated making this play because you know how I feel. I'm a teaser. I'm a money line guy. And... I said, it's eight and a half. I used it for the contest, which I don't use on Thursday nights. I don't like using a Thursday night game. Eight and a half, went to nine, and I'm going like, but everything points to Buffalo is going to win by double digits. They should win by double digits. The only way they are not going to win by double digits is if some backdoor garbage happens and they play prevent defense. So I knew it the entire time that this was going to happen, despite... Baker Mayfield failing on fourth down, not once, not twice, not three times only like Lionel Richie and the Commodores once said, but four times. Four times. And the fourth time was like a Hail Mary touchdown. They were off the field. They didn't convert those first three fourth down attempts. They were bailed out by penalties on all three times. So there is no worse Bad beat, Marco, because the game was over three times on that drive. It's over. Done. I the did, I the, the offense you. is coming on the field for Buffalo. I didn't text you last night because I, 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 I knew, I felt your pain, and I was sitting at the, you know where I yeah, was. Yeah, you had to so bring I, it up, though, didn't you? Well, it, hey, it's good radio. Oh, yeah, this is great radio. <laughs> I'll tell you, when, it's a bit, when this Jay, has been a very bad week for me. Yeah. Last week was a glorious week for me with the championship, with the aces and winning, my betting. Everything was glorious last week. This week has been horrendous. It's a terrible Tuesday. It's been a terrible week. A terrible TC week. I know somebody that's going to be on the air shortly that, that enjoyed that backdoor cover yesterday. That... I guarantee you made Jay very happy. And if they would have got the Hail Mary that they threw at the end. Did you see how how close they were to actually? No. No. Oh, you, you shut it I off. I gave up. You shut it I off. I gave up. After they converted, or not converted, but after they got the, the extension for the third penalty on the drive, I quit. I quit. And I said, and then I take a peek, and then I saw that, oh, it's fourth down again. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. And then I looked at it. Well, two reasons why I couldn't watch it. Okay, here's, an, here's another thing. I'm watching this crap on, on, on Prime, Amazon, whatever. Did you have any buffering issues last night? I had buffering all night long. I, and then finally I said, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm I was done. A, I was at a sports book. I was at a poker room watching the game. Okay, play, so, so yeah. I didn't have it, 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 was, it was atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. You don't stream football. It was a joke. And I just said, I, I'm done. I'm, I forget about it. And what I do, I, I check the, the score phone thing, and I, and I see it. You missed the Hail Mary at the end. Uh, what did I miss? It fell. It fell to the ground. Nobody, what? 
the Hail Mary fell to the ground in between a couple players. It could they could have won the game. Tampa because they went for two. And, oh, you're talking about after the, the yeah after the, the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, after the so touchdown. Tampa Bay got it back. Yeah, they had well, a four who cares at that point. I care. I had the money line. <laughs> I cared a lot. See, that, and you know how I feel about that because I, that was my play. I was getting, but I said nope. And I know once <sighs> once they backdoored you, if you're like me, you you were hoping Buffalo lost out, right? At that point. No, I, actually, I, I do think that way. I wasn't yeah. thinking that way last. Night. I I was. It was it was horrible in my household last night. Horrible. It was just a a horrendous evening. I went to bed at eight thirty. Quarterbacks. I couldn't go to sleep though. I couldn't go to sleep. This guy I, looks like I, he I, could play quarterback. I just shut it down last night. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I was going to try to avoid that, but that was the worst bad beat, atrocious game, and just pathetic. Pathetic from a coaching standpoint to allow that to happen, where your defense cannot get off the field. They got off the field, but penalties, stupid, moronic penalties. That's enough. <laughs> We come back. The quarterback is in the house. He, he just got off an of IL or something like that because we haven't seen him for, for months. Either that or suspension. I don't know what it is. Or maybe vacation. I, it looks like he's been pumping some iron. Yeah, he's, he's, got some, he's got the guns showing today. Yeah, that's our guy. Jay Schrader is in the house. We got that. We got best bets. Don't you dare go anywhere. Plenty of football coming up next hour. We're live at the Westgate inside the world-famous Superbook. about like texting and driving like i'm good get tickets now at ticketmaster.com don't miss david spade and nikki glazer together in vegas this is tc martin and when you have that special occasion you need to look sharp i have just the place for you to go get suited up visit my friends at friar tux they have the latest styles and fashion will make you look like the toast of the party Friar Tux is fashion forward with a variety of tuxes and suits that will make you look so good. Whether it's for a wedding, prom, special event, or just a fancy night out, Friar Tux has you covered. Choose from an extensive selection of stylish suits, tuxedos, and accessories that you can rent or buy. You will be amazed with great specials and tremendous savings. More importantly, Friar Tux gives you the best personalized service from a friendly and experienced staff. They will fit you to a T and give you the look you want. Check out all the stylish threads at Friar Tux. Visit them in person at 3540 West Sahara near Valley View or go online at FriarTux.com. For your next event or just to add to your wardrobe, get styling at Friar Tux. The best way to wager on all your sporting action is with the Superbook mobile app. So easy to use from the palm of your hand. Bet 100, get 100. Download the Superbook mobile app today and get a $100 bonus added to your account. Experience the most extensive betting menu in Nevada and absolutely no fees. The only sports betting app you'll ever need includes some of the highest payouts and best odds in the state. The Superbook mobile app is available on Apple iOS and Android phones. Get in the game with the Superbook mobile app. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. The T.C. Martin Show, weekday afternoons at 2 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. 
It's the T.C. Martin Show. It's been a great third down defense the last two weeks. The Steelers have got an interception and a run back all the way home. It's Spillane with the touchdown on the pick six. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Mahomes drifting downfield. Intercepted. His first of the season, Jeff Heath. Doctor is now in. Back here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. It is a football Friday getting you ready for another action-packed weekend. College football galore tomorrow. Got some key games we're going to touch on this hour. And, of course, NFL week number eight. We got that going on. Raiders will be taking on the Detroit Lions on Monday night. We'll touch on that as well, too, as we continue on. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo, tcmartinshow.com. That's where... You follow us, check it all out there. Marco in Vegas on Twitter at TCMartin21. And Jay Schrader, the quarterback, joins us. It has been a while, my friend. You are back. I am. It's uh, it's nice. Uh, I've been uh, over at the school. We normally have football games on Friday night. We've got a bye this week and then the first round of the playoffs next week. So uh, I was uh, fortunate to be able to come down. I appreciate it. Was there school today or no. not? Because it's Nevada Day it's celebration. Nevada Day, so thank we're you. off of school. <laughs> he says thank you. Like, I don't know, I went to the bank today because I had to go get some money to pay somebody today. Uh, pay that man his money. Man, they're, they're, they're close up, Marco. Banks are open. Banks are open. Stores are open. Who else is who else is 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 closed today besides schools? Help me out with this Nevada day. All I know is I'm not at school, so that's <laughs> that's what I know. But uh, and there's hockey on the big screen right now. That's yeah. all you need that's to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. So how you doing? I'm good. Right. I'm good. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun getting over there at the new school and being the AD. I got a great team around me now and. Uh, Athletic department is is doing very well. Very very excited. So once the high school postseason, the playoffs are over, uh, you're going to be back. Join us on a fairly regular basis. On a fairly regular basis, yeah, because basketball plays at odd days yeah. uh, okay. during the week. So right. uh, we'll go around that. But uh, basketball will be the next season coming up for the high school and uh, basketball and wrestling. So uh, we'll, we'll get so it going. I asked him earlier today. I said, "Okay, great." So. We're gonna go and reconvene. You ready? You know, we're gonna go get a get a meal here. I'm not sure if we can find. You know, Marco owes us a meal somewhere still. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere still, right? And what's he say to me? Oh, sorry, I can't. I got to go to an NFL cocktail party. Cool. <laughs> yes. What is that all about? Uh, you know, every now and then I still get invited to. You know, people people still remember me every now and then. So well, I think little... we need you behind center right now. That's <laughs> I think where we need you. <laughs> it's not been not been good the last couple. Uh, I did. Uh, uh, I was over at the Raider facility on Tuesday. Wait, this sounds like the scene from Shea Paul in yeah, the Blues is, Brothers. What, what, what do we got? Here? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I figured some fancy music for for the NFL cocktail party. Yeah, let's go. Let's about the cocktail party. There you go. I mean, is this is this white table linen? Are you are you going with the uh, black bow tie? Oh no, no, the cummerbund. No. This is this is a casual get together. Uh, have a few cocktails. And, oh, nubchuck. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. We need casual cocktail music now. <laughs> yeah, let's see yes. what you come up with. Probably yeah. come with some Sammy Hagar or something like that. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, so uh, gonna do that, and then uh, it'll be fun. Good. All right. Sounds yeah. like a winner. Yeah. All right. Let's talk uh, 
some football. Well, since Marco brought up uh, the Raiders going to Detroit, what's going on with this team, man? What do you see? Well, the team's a mess right now. Yeah. There's just absolutely no consistency. Uh, everybody um, is very tight. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I was there. I was at the facility on Tuesday. Uh, Jimmy said he's going to be able to play, ready to go, which is going to be a boost. But, um, you know, they're they're going into Detroit after Detroit got shellacked. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a tough go. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tough go going to Detroit. Seems weird, another Lions that big of a favorite over, over anybody, yeah. but deservedly so. I mean, this Raiders team hasn't, they've cracked over 21 points once this year. Yeah, and there's just, there's no continuity to the offense. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. You know, one week, uh, Jacobs is running the ball pretty well, and they're throwing it to Devontae next week. Two targets to Devontae, mm-hmm. you know, 25, 27 yards for your Jacobs. I, I'm not sure what they're trying to get to. Let me ask you, what does Josh McDaniels have against Hunter Renfro? That's a good question. That is a good question, you know, because when they hired Josh, everybody was like, oh, Hunter Renfro is going to be, you know, the next Wes Welker and and that type. And he has disappeared. And I really don't know. I I don't know, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, he's definitely gotten in the doghouse, that's for sure. You ever been in one of those locker rooms like that where you're at midseason and you're underperforming and coaches either lost the the locker room or you've you've got, you know, players kind of on edge? Because we've heard a lot of rumblings, I mean, from Devontae and, and other people in this thing. And, again, this goes back to last year, maybe a little bit the year before, but 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 this year you can just see frustration, especially from Devontae Adams, who, again, this is not what he signed up for when he came no. here. No, it's not. And, you know, it's hard to play because everybody's on the lookout, you know, because you're still before the trade deadline, right? So everybody's wondering if they're being traded. There's all talk about the coach and everything else. So it's a very hard spot. Um, to me, somebody's going to have to make a couple of big plays and get some joy back into playing. They, I've been at all the games. There really hasn't been that joy of being able to play football. Right. And th- to me, that means they're playing tight. And football's hard enough. you got to be able to play loose and fast, and they're not able to do that right now. You play for some, uh, some, some very good, uh, solid head coaches. So have you experienced this at all or in anywhere your time where where you get this um yeah i mean we started out oh and 10 in cincinnati there you go uh, you know with you know we had david shula as head coach and that was you know I, and that, yeah that, that was, was like a struggle his, that was his first head coaching job too that was the first head so coaching you, so job that's, and, that's a parallel yeah and you know i was i think i think me and uh, I think there was two other guys on the team that were older than the head coach at the time, and that you know there was just no experience, mm-hmm. and it, it's really hard to get a team going at that point. Mm-hmm. When you have from an outsider, all we get is the sound bites. Okay, we we get things as they're put out on social media and stuff. And when you hear Devontae Adams make the statements that he makes, then you hear Max Crosby. You know, you, you're getting it from both sides of the football. As a player in a locker room like that, how hard is that, and how do you keep that from just spinning out of control? 
as I said, it, it's hard to keep it from spinning out of control because everybody feels it. Um, you know, Max Crosby has had spurts where he's done really well. Devontae's had spurts where he's had a couple of big catches and some big games. Uh, Jacobs has had, you know, won a game in there, but it just hasn't been consistent. And I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it. It just... To me, there's no pattern, rhyme, or reason of what they're doing offensively, uh, and I think that's carried over to the defensive side because there's been times when the defense has been in, put in some bad situations. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard to figure out. All you can do is keep playing and try to make plays. Mm. That's really all you can do. Let's talk about referees, man. Uh oh, <laughs> referees. Let's talk about refs. Necessary uh, evils, but they're good. Exactly. So. Two games last weekend, all right, on Sunday. Refs errors. Pittsburgh and the Rams. Yep. Marco and I touched upon this earlier in the week, right? Yeah. And then the Cleveland Indy game. I love what Colts owner Jim Ursay said. Here's his quote. The NFL admits they made incorrect calls at the end of Sunday's Colts-Browns game. I believe we need to institute instant replay for all calls, including all penalties in the last two minutes of the games. Must be selling commercials for five minutes. Right on. Right on Jim Ursay for saying this. Because here's where the problem lies with this for me, is that the problem is the way they set the rules for instant replay. All right? You say you want to get the right call, but there's always a hurdle that you have to get to first. Yeah. For example, if you don't have a timeout remaining, you can't, you can't challenge. You can't challenge. A lot of the LA Rams. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go there with that. But, you know, so you only get to get to a replay if you cross, like, that first hurdle, and there's yeah. always, like, something else, and then you go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, this is not wrong. We can see this with a naked eye. Well, I'm sorry, that's not reviewable. Right. So there's just too much of this, and here's the bottom line. If we have the technology... Let's just get it right. And I think that we are beyond the scope now or beyond the excuse factor of like, well, we don't want to stop the game too many times. This, this. At this point, it doesn't even matter. Okay, the, the, game, the game stops every minute and a half, exactly, two minutes. Exactly. Exactly. We have to have more commercial breaks <laughs> than ever anyway to pay all the bills. But this just cures the nonsense yeah. that we have to go through, and it's going to cost somebody a playoff spot or something yeah. down the road with, with this and stuff. There, There is an official at every game looking at the replay. Yeah. He's watching the game on the on the monitor. Yeah. Okay. Why can't he go, oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. we got to look at this. Yeah. Why uh, do we I need to have the rules for the replay? Well, we right. know why, because remember when they institute it, they go, well, we're afraid of, you know, stepping on the uh, the referee's toes, and then again, it's going to slow the game down. This So we have to put rules in place where we can't challenge everything, because right. that would be absurd. Well, if you yeah, maybe you should, Look, you know, or fourth, tighten up these rules. down spot that... No, so they still had to take the ball and go down and score a touchdown. Let's set the stage. Right. Two minutes and 12 yeah. seconds to go. Steelers and the Rams. Pittsburgh, fourth and one at the Rams 40. Kenny Pickett takes the ball. He ends up short. It's Rams ball. No question it's Rams ball, right? Yeah. Ref marks it. Marks it uh, first down. We go back and we say, wait a minute. That's that's clearly short. Everybody saw it's clearly short. Yeah. But because it happened... Outside of two, two minutes, minutes, and they didn't have a, a timeout. Therefore, not too bad. But, but used, there it is. They used their timeout to gain a timeout because by using it on in front of the two-minute two warning, warning, they, right. they, the two they, they got yeah. the two-minute for another. So it, for McVay, he 
did everything he's supposed to do. He used his right. stuff correctly in clock management, but it cost him not being able. Uh, when it's a fourth down, when it's a, ch I thought what happened, you know, on change of possessions or fourth down, that should have been automatic to look at in my opinion it benefited me one i'm a steeler fan too yeah. i bet well, the steelers on sunday so i was i was happy but i'm sitting there with a the naked eye before yeah. they even unpiled the cover i said he's not even close right he was not even close well well here's my take on it every score is reviewed right automatically scores yeah. but not change of possession right scores so why right. not why exactly. not institute every every change of possession I agree. And, and, I'll, and, and I'll, I'll take the other side of this, okay? Hey, Sean McVay, uh, hang on to your timeouts because he didn't need to blow all of those timeouts. We haven't even got to the two-minute warning yet, and, and all of his timeouts are gone. you got to hold back at least one of those timeouts for inside the two minutes because it wouldn't have made that much of a difference for him. He's blowing timeout. We blew yeah, one but, earlier, but, and but, then, you know, here, you know, five minutes, four minutes, he, he's burning timeouts. No, you know, wait as long as you possibly can. Here, here's the reason behind that. It's easier to control the clock when you're on offense. Right. It really is. Yeah. Because as a quarterback, if I look up and I'm like, dude, it's it's second down and four, but that clock's running, I'm throwing it away in a hurry. We'll line up. I'll take my chances on, on the next down because uh, I'm going to save 20 seconds. I will do that every time. I so. didn't have a problem with the way he managed his timeouts. Yeah. I, I thought it was smart. It, it gave him, yeah. in essence, four timeouts yeah. with what he did instead of letting it run to the two-minute yeah. I would I would have kept one underneath that two minutes so you get the ball back, say, with 151 instead of 221. Well, well here's the deal, okay? Because in another two and a half, three months, there's going to be about six jobs open. So go ahead and play for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, and, and here's you know, another thing. I'm tired of hearing about about right you right, being you being okay uh, with the you know that game or the, these games that are costing me that I'm on the other side. Well, I was okay with the way because you know, I bet Pittsburgh. You know, uh, I'm okay with the way the Buffalo game ended because you know I got there. It it comes down to numbers. It was yeah. either you be unhappy, one, <laughs> or me and all of my customers be happy. I had to go with me and all my customers. For, for once, that's Boy, okay. Boy, you are salty today. I, I come I, back, I, you I, are just yeah, salty. Yeah. It's been a bad week, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I was telling him, it was a glorious week last week. Yeah. It was glorious. I mean, win the championship with Aces. I have a great time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm winning my bets. Everything's great. And then I come back here. This week's been just miserable. Well, outside of the parade, parade was beautiful on Monday. Yeah. After that, nice Uber drive to it and everything. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Uber over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're living large. Yeah. Oh. All right, man. Are you done complaining about the fourth down call? Because I'm with Marco. I think Sean McVay did everything he was supposed Dude. to do. Well, and it's just it's just unfortunate. Full disclosure, I, like I said, I was I was yeah. in transit to a television studio, yeah. so I didn't get a chance to see that. I was listening yeah. on the radio, but then I missed like the last yeah. couple minutes. But I, I was just frustrated. Just the uh, uh, Brett Maher. What? He misses two field goals and an extra point. Oh, by the way, that's seven points. You lose by seven, you're fired. Right. That was good. Well, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you know, but, you know, here's... Kickers. Here's, here's kickers the, and referees. They got one job. Yeah, one they, job. Got, they got one job. You know me, I love those kickers. Yeah. I love drafting a kicker in the fourth round of my fantasy. <laughs> kickers are huge. And you but, know who agrees with me with that? Uh, is Barry Odom. Because uh, his kicker's on fire for UNLV. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Anyway, go ahead. Well, the way I look at it, you've got... 22 human beings running around playing a game <laughs> that are being refereed by eight human beings, okay? And 
it's never going to be perfect, okay, at least to the naked eye. But we do have technology now where we can get things correct. So let's use it to the best of our abilities. And I agree with you. We're not using the technology to the best of our abilities at this point. I'll take the win. Four there you go. Steelers. There you go. Quit being a sore loser. The banks were open. You got him his money. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would have been a bad beat if the banks were closed Close. for Nevada Day. There you and you're going to come in with that story today. <laughs> Why would a bank uh, be open on Nevada Day? Federal versus state, I guess. I have, I have no idea. Yeah, see, there you go. It's a, it's a holiday I do not understand, okay? Right. It's the only state it's I've ever It's probably the first Nevada day that you haven't been to the Golden Knights game. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Utah has a day. So Utah has do one? They? Yeah. We're trying to figure out the states. Yeah. Pennsylvania I, I, never California, had it. California never had it. No, California never had it. Wisconsin that. never did. Nope. See? So when I, when I went to Utah, it was the first time they, I was like, what's this? What, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's a like, proximity what? thing here yeah. between these yeah. two states. So, Do you want the list of states that have them how, how long is this going to take <laughs> utah wyoming okay. idaho washington montana south dakota north dakota colorado and nevada it's all in this little section right wow there you go they were just excited that they got invited to the party <laughs> there you go oh. there you go although i t i just found a great uh, but a, a great day for you. The third Saturday in October. Yeah. National Whole Hog Barbecue Day. Ooh, that sounds good. Now that's everywhere, huh? National Correct. Whole Hog. Whole Hog Barbecue Day. So that means you have to you're barbecuing the whole hog, huh? I don't yep. know. If I, I don't know if I want the whole hog. What about you, Jay? I mean, you're a, you're a barbecue guy. I have seen the whole hog. Yeah. Uh, I actually um, last year I went back. <laughs> Uh, to a little town north of Kansas, about two hours north of Kansas City, and spoke to a group of men, and all they had was meat. No, nothing else. No they sides. Had, they had steaks. They had ribs. They had two big pigs that they were, the whole pigs out there, everything else. No sides. No, no all meat. Well, they couldn't afford a potato? <laughs> I mean, it you're was, in Kansas City, you know. It was, it was an all-meat event. Wow. And, uh, you know, the 500 guys seem to enjoy it. So Man, it that's good. my kind of place. That is. March 14th, I won't say what it is. You guys have to go Google it yourself. But I know Numchuck will be in the studio right now. <laughs> that, is a, that is a very good holiday. Where do you come up with this? March 14th. <laughs> the first time I heard it was a Pittsburgh radio station. And I had to Google it and find out that it was. And I reminded Lori, every year about why do I think it's a good day? Uh, it is a good day. Why do I think with these two guys, Numchuck and Marco, it's a sexual day? What's that to do with that? <laughs> I'll tell you. Anyway. <laughs> no, just go ahead. No, no, no we can't. No, we, no. we have sidetracked. No, Chuck, what is we it? have sidetracked badly. On uh, this tell thing. me about it. <laughs> you dying have to know? Mar have Marco tell you during the break? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you can't do that to our listeners. There's no. Yes, we can. We want to keep them as listeners. <laughs> There's some FCC regulations here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how does one even go about finding I, this stuff? I don't know, but you know, let's let's you know. <laughs> oh, it's Steak and BJ Day. Okay. <laughs> Where do you find this? Seriously, 
How do you, I mean, that's that's something that comes across the ticker here. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 February 14th. USC, Utah. A month it's later. BJ it's, for the, Day. It's, for the, it's for the guys. Uh, can we talk some football? <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please. Go, go ahead. What do you want to talk about, man? To retort. Well, I mean... Let's look at the top teams. All right. Who amongst them is going to last? Is Philly going to survive? Because they're getting beat up now. All right. They got they got some guys be, getting beat up. Right. Kansas City. I'm not. You know. Let me pose a question to you guys. Okay. It's to your point. Okay. Give me the team or two if you got them that you trust from a betting perspective or just counting on a win. If they're who do you, who if do you they're healthy? No, 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 no. Right now, who do you trust? To me, there's only one team you can trust. To me, it's still the 49ers, even though they're a little bit banged up right now. Okay. And yeah. if right now Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol, yeah. we don't know if he's going to play. I really want to see what Sam Darnold does in this offense. I want to see if it's the system. Because we we saw what yeah. Brock Purdy did out of it. You know, I say it all the time. Yeah. I saw too much of Iowa State Brock, you know, to buy into this totally. But he's done it. I think Sam Darnold will do well. And if he ends up being announced as the starter for Sunday, I will be on the 49ers against the Bengals. I'm not sure about the 49ers because... Kirk Cousins dropped back 47, 49 times and never got touched. And they didn't sack him. Right. That's what the 49ers is all about. So where did, where did their pass rush go? That that concerns There's just me. Strange. You've played, obviously. They're strange. Monday, they, Monday they night were strange games. all weekend. Okay. <laughs> Thursday night games, Monday night games. There's just strange yeah. things seem to happen. Right. And you see underdogs rise to the occasion for these and the whole reason yeah. last week my biggest play was baltimore you know i gave it out here on the show as the best bet it was my top play to the clients and the whole reason was detroit had this game coming up they were coming off a big win and how often are the lions on monday night football yeah. they're the team that next to the jets in the off season, who had more buzz right. than, than they, the Lions? They, the and the hype. they did. They were the two teams, and now they're going to have their chance for the national audience. Yep. It's a standalone game. I know the Sunday night game is a standalone game, but what you know, people always say is everybody's watching Monday night football. The players get to see the game because you played on Sunday. The last thing you're doing is going home and watching a Sunday night football game. But if you're sitting around, did you used to watch a Monday night game? Oh, yeah. We watch Monday night games all the time. Right. And, you know, so, so this is their spotlight game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you about the money, but not the Thursday. The Thursday are not yeah. marquee matchups. And, no. And no one wants to play in a Thursday night game. But, the but Monday, that's why you get, the money, quirky, you get yeah. quirky stuff the, there. Right. Yeah, money. Yeah. Back to you, Jay. Which team do you trust the most right now? Man, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. To me, if I were, you know, I still say Philly's got to be the team. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because it's just the overall. Because I think they can score. They can play some defense, you know. Um, and I still think they're young enough and hungry enough that they're they're the ones I trust right now. Uh, what I've seen, you know, I'm, the defense in San Francisco concerns me a little bit especially not, after Monday night yeah, yeah yeah not being able to get to the passer mm-hmm. that that's a concern because uh, you have to be able to do that in today's football you've got to get to the quarterback I don't want to overreact from one game but if Baltimore gets the offense going like we thought they were going mm-hmm. to do yeah yeah they're in the they're, picture they're they're, they're, they're going to be tough to beat they're in the yeah. picture but I don't have that full trust because they 
they don't have a whole body of work, and right. they don't have, you know, again, still they're, suspect. They're streaky. Yeah. They're, you know, so they can go for me, you guys named number two and three on my list, you know, um, San Francisco and Philadelphia in either one of those orders. But for me, it's Kansas City. I firmly trust Kansas City. They're the only team that I can say right now, because of Patrick Mahomes, because of Travis Kelsey, yeah. and that defense is playing pretty darn well right now, they're a team that I can feel comfortable going to the window with or just banking. They're going to get the job done, probably because they yeah. they have a core of veterans. And uh, then Philly and San Francisco are right there. Yeah. Love Jalen Hurts. Purdy, again, I saw Purdy take a step back on Monday night, and that alarmed me, like you said, J2, yeah. with the defense and going into Minnesota. But still, those are the three teams. And outside of those three teams, there's no one else that I'd say, uh, uh, you know, they're going to show up every Sunday. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, even those three teams have uh, have had some miscues this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, it was funny because is there a dominant team in football this year? I don't think so. I think there's going to be some guys knocking each other off. And, uh, you know, Kansas City, yeah, they're right up there. But Kansas City, to me, plays a risky game where they go two or three quarters where they play to their competition, and then they turn it on, and they're like, okay, right. we're going to score, and we're going to win. Um, sooner or later, that's not going to come about. You know, you're going to get in that situation, and you're not going to make the well, other team's going to make a play. Or too often, it's the other way with Andy Reid. He has the lead, and he takes his foot off, off the, the gas, gas and takes yeah. the air out of the football. You know, I mean, Sunday, I liked the Chargers, but my play was over 48. I loved the over in that game. I got 41 points at halftime. Hmm. I'm like, can I go cash this now? Right. And I had to sweat to get that last touchdown in the fourth quarter to get a push. Yeah. That was the... the most agonizing uh, push. I'm texting buddies. They said, hey, I may need you to bail me out because I'm about to throw my phone through a big screen TV. Well, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're playing overs, as you well know, you need you need help from both sides. And you, right. and you didn't get it I from did. Justin Herbert. You didn't get it from the Chargers. Well, there was 41 points at halftime. I, right. I, I know. Idea. I know. Yeah. But you expect Herbert to have a better game, which yeah. begs the question, okay, what's wrong with him? I, I don't think it's just the injury that we're talking about. I just think there, there are other pieces with that team that's... Yeah, well, here again, you look at the Chargers and Man, they look like world beaters for three or four quarters at a time. I mean, they're slinging it all over the yard. He can throw it and they can catch it. But then there's times when you look at him and you're like, are they on the same page? Yeah. You know, they're just, yeah, they just seem to be off sometimes. And I don't know if their offense, they're trying to do, be too intricate with their offense, try to make too many adjustments instead of just going to play. Because they got guys that can just go play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really do. And, I think that's why Miami has had success because they're like, we got Tyreek Hill, we got these guys, you know we're going to run, we're going to run. At some point in time, our guys are going to run by you. Yeah. And it's funny, as, as electric as their offense has been, the Miami Dolphins, none of us says the Miami Dolphins right. that we could trust because them. Because their defense is defense. such a liability. It is. Right. And they're banged up right now, too. Yeah. Including yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, right I now. mean, how many times, you know, the NFL is great, but it's hard to score 35 a game. Mm-hmm. It really It really is. It's hard to score 35 a game. All right. We come back. We get into the best bets. We'll give you our best college plays, our best NFL plays. The quarterback, Jay Schrader, jumping right back in to the best bets. I hope you're ready, man. I'm ready. And I'm curious to see there are going to be some food bets here (laughs) as well, too. 
We'll see about that. Trevor Madge will join us as well. We're live from the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas on a football Friday. Now, more from your favorite sports radio physician. Wow, that's the best news I heard in a dog's age. The Dr. T.C. Martin. Friday home here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Uh, yes, great spot to be. Come on down here all weekend long. Get your spot in the largest sports book in the world, non-smoking. Got to love it. Great food options here as well, whether it's the restaurants or inside the food court. You want tacos, you want nachos, you want burgers, you want dogs, you want pizza. You got it all here. At Except parking. Except parking today. <laughs> No, come on, Jay. It's like, you know. Uh, there's people all over this place. Good for Westgate. I mean, it's awesome. But, man, I tried to find a parking spot getting here. It was rough. <laughs> you didn't, What happened to your personal chauffeur? Yeah, that went out long, long time ago. Because <laughs> I never had one, so it's okay. There you go. All right. Yeah. Best bets time. It's Football Friday and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. It is time we dive into week number eight of the uh, NFL college football as well. It is time for our best bets. The crew is ready to rock and roll. The professionals and the semi-professionals, I guess you might <laughs> want to say. As Marco says, the pros and the Joes. There you go. All right. Jay Schrader, the quarterback in the house. Trevor Maddich joined us via the phone from his uh, probably ESPN headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. Trev, what's going on, brother? Yeah, you know, well, I, I'm not a pro. Uh, I'm not a Joe. I'm more of a Larry, but that's, a <laughs> that's it. I'm a Bob, so we're okay. We're good. You know, I was looking up uh, earlier today. I already knew the answer, but it, I was trying to find it because I know both of you guys played for the Redskins, but you, you, were, you guys were different times, years apart. But I was hey, how cool would that be if Trev actually snapped a, a, you know, Jay was under center with Trev. That never happened. That never happened, no. Should have happened. Uh, I'm a little no, no. older. I'm a little <laughs> older than the young man on the other side. That's all. Well, no, because you had a standard. The center had to be, you know, had to be a certain level of talent and good looks. And I failed on both of them, even if I was the right age. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Hit us with your best three college football plays for the weekend. Okay, which friend? You. <laughs> oh, Go. gotcha. Okay. Wyoming. Hey, right now, Trevor, with these two guys, you're my only friend of this group right now. I have a feeling. (laughs) And that's because you're about 3,000 miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Wyoming's getting four and a half at Boise State. And uh, and this, to me, should be more of a pick I like Wyoming and take the points. Wyoming's been really good as an underdog on the road. I mean, they went to Texas as a big underdog and covered that one. They went to Air Force as an underdog covered that one lost both games but they but they were in it as an underdog at home in between those they they beat fresno state outright and I, wyoming's got a smash mouth style to them but they're also very efficient throwing the ball boise state when the running game's going smash mouth style but they don't throw the ball that well and their defense is just terrible at defending the pass i think wyoming getting four and a half is just way too many points and i'm very happy to take them then South Carolina's at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is laying 16 and a half. That's a lot of points. And I've gotten in trouble laying points this year a lot. <laughs> but this is one that I, I, it's hard for me to imagine how South Carolina 
is gonna is gonna be able to cover this. Their defense is one of the worst in the nation, and they've got a bunch of injuries. I mean, they just lost another starting defensive lineman. They just can't stop anything on defense. Offensively, they can't protect the quarterback, Spencer Rattler, and playing in that environment at Texas A&M, uh, I think it's going to be even worse for the pass protection. I think South Carolina is just going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball consistently and scoring. Texas A&M still has one of the best defenses in the country. The offense is starting to pick up steam. And with all the, all the talk about head coach Jimbo Fisher and, and how they could possibly buy out his contract, and is it too expensive? Can they do it? Should they do it? All about changing the head coach. I think that he would run up the score if he gets the chance. And I think this is a game where he's going to get the chance. So I'll take uh, Texas A&M, and I'll lay that 16-and-a-half. And then my third pick is a total. Washington is at Wisconsin, and the, the total is 45-and-a-half, and I'll take the under on that one. Uh, both of these defenses are pretty good. Wisconsin's is, is one of the better defenses in the country. Ohio State is one of the best defenses in the country, much better this year than last at stopping the big play. They've cut their points per game allowed in half because of that. Wisconsin's going to be starting a, a freshman quarterback because of in, an injury to Tanner Mordecai, their regular starter. One of their top two running backs is out. You know, I, I just don't think Wisconsin's going to have enough firepower to, to contribute much to the total. On the Ohio State side, this is a night game at Madison, Wisconsin. And I get the impression they're going to want to shorten this game and get the heck out of there. Because Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, is a great player, but they're going to need him down the stretch against Michigan and then hopefully for them in the playoffs. They're not going to want to get him totally banged up. Kyle McCord, the quarterback, his backup got hurt last week against Penn State. And their starting running back, Travion Henderson, is now back from injury. I think that Ohio State is going to want to shorten the game, hand it off, protect their star quarterback and receiver from unnecessary hits, and get out of there. So I like the under. All right, we go from the center to the quarterback. Jay Schrader, give us your three best college plays. Well, my college games, I like the Colorado-UCLA. UCLA's given up 15 points. Mm-hmm. Colorado's going to score on UCLA. <laughs> okay, they're going to sling it all over the He's yard. talking about his alma mater there. I think, I think UCLA wins the game, yeah. but not by 15. Right. There's no way. Okay, I mean, Colorado's going to – they're going to – Beginning the second quarter, they're going to throw it every down, and they're going to put some points on the board. So I like I like Colorado in that because that's just too many points to go there. Then I've got the Oregon Utah game. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a battle. Okay, I like Oregon. They're getting six and a half. It's going to be a close game. I think Utah wins the game, but I don't think they're going to win it by the six and a half. So I think that it's going to be a great game. Oregon is favored. Oregon, Oregon's favored. Oregon's favored. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I. Oregon's going to play. I, you know, you got Oregon. I got Oregon. You're going to lay six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to lay six and a half. Okay. I think Oregon's going to go in the Utah. Utah's had a great run, mm-hmm. but I think Oregon's going to come up with the upset there. Right. And then the other one, I'm going with Duke over Louisville. I'm going with Duke over Louisville. I think Louisville kind of run its course. Mm-hmm. I think Duke's a pretty good football team. I like Duke to win that game, even though it's four and a half. Yeah, so Duke is uh, getting four and a half at Louisville. Louisville. Yep. Right there, you go. Yep. Marco, what do you got? I'm going to start with Air Force. They were good to me last week by go. only a half a point, but I, but I got there. Uh, but they're not facing uh, the Navy team that knows how to defend yeah. the option. I'm going against Colorado State. They've had two barn burners on back-to-back weeks where they came from the grave two weeks ago, won the game in the final seconds, and then last week, after leading the whole way, gave up the lead late, 
only to come back down and take the game, what they thought was going to be the game-winning field goal, only to see UNLV come back and win it. I just don't see them stopping that option attack. One week to prepare for that. Forget about it. Air Force runs roughshod over Colorado State. Second play, I'm going with Kentucky plus the three and a half over Tennessee. Again, this is a situational spot. Tennessee was dominating Alabama last week. Alabama was one of my plays. In Alabama, I wrote them off. At halftime, I thought they had no shot in that game. They came back and shut out Tennessee in the second half. I think that's a dis, uh, demoralizing loss. We use the phrase, lose the same game twice. Kentucky's had two weeks to prepare. Give me Kentucky plus the points. They win them outright. In the last one, NC State plus 10. Here's another team coming off an ugly game two weeks ago. Had two weeks to prepare. If you're a kid and you go to Clemson, you're thinking about nothing but ACC title, and playing for a national championship. Well, you know what? It's the last week of October, and you've got three losses. Yeah. What do you have to play for? Right. Well, they got Notre Dame next week. If they're going to get up, that'll be the game. I'm taking NC State plus the points. Don't be surprised if they win this one outright. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to the Big Ten for a pair of games here. We'll start off with the Minnesota and Michigan State. Michigan State is a bona fide mess. They've lost five in a row, coinciding with the firing of their head coach, Mel Tucker, a few weeks back. They got drill-pressed by Michigan on their home field last week, 49-0. They got a young quarterback making his third career start. Their star defensive tackle decided, I'm out of here, entered the transfer portal earlier this week. They are done. Minnesota can run the ball. Their defense held Iowa to 11 yards rushing last week. Do you know the longest play from scrimmage in carry was for the Iowa offense? A quarterback sneak. True story. Last week. 11 yards rushing. That was it. Yeah, their longest game on a quarterback sneak. Minnesota blasted him last year at Michigan State, 34-7. I'm going to lay seven with Minnesota. Good team. Good home team. Just physically tougher. Better on both sides of the ball. Give me your Golden Gophers, Jay, uh, Jay uh, Schrader. I know that you're not a Golden Gopher, but you like that Minnesota. You, yeah. li- you like Minnesota. Yeah. You like the Great Lakes. There you go. All right. Then I'm going to stay in the Big Ten with Ohio State and Wisconsin. Trevor, I'm with you on this game to a certain degree, but I'm going Buckeye, baby. Wisconsin is Ooh. terrible. They were down 14 <laughs> last week before they had to rally against Illinois. They got a freshman quarterback making his second career start. Wisconsin is anemic offensively. I don't know how they're going to be able to score. I don't know how they're going to be able to move the football. And remember, they've got a new head coach. Luke Fickle's there. Everything is just a mess there in Wisconsin as well, too. And they are facing the fourth-best defense in the country in Ohio State. Remember what Ohio State did last week to Penn State? They held them to one third down conversion, and that third down conversion was in garbage time at the last meaningless uh, back, wasn't even backdoor cover at the end. But 0 for 15 is what Penn State was on third down conversions. 0 for their first 15, that's a credit to Ohio State. How's Wisconsin going to score? It is beyond me. (laughs) By the way, Ohio State has won nine straight against the Badgers. And last year, 52 to 21, where they gained 549 yards. I'm going to take Ohio State laying 14 at Whiskey. NFL side, Trevor Maddich, what do you got? 
Well, first of all, real quick. Uh, so Minnesota held Iowa to 11 yards rushing, huh? Yeah. If you're if you're grading on the curve, though, isn't that really bad for Minnesota, given it was Iowa? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that was a great performance. Okay, NFL, NFL. Uh, Baltimore is at Arizona, and they're laying nine and a half. That's a lot of points on the road. But when I look at the matchup, I don't know how many points they're going to really need to score Baltimore in order to cover that, maybe 17, because the Ravens' offense has been just absolutely awful with Josh Dobbs. They can't run the ball because of uh, James Conner's injury, so it's all on Dobbs. He started out really hot earlier in the season, but he has reverted to scrub performance in recent weeks, and Baltimore's defense is number one in the NFL at fewest points allowed. So with a one-dimensional offense for Arizona, and that one dimension is Josh Dobbs throwing the ball. I, I just don't think Baltimore is going to need to move move the ball too much to score too much in order to cover that. Now, the wild card in that is that Kyler Murray has been practicing. And Kyler Murray might play quarterback for Arizona this week. And I'm not sure if that's better or worse than Josh Dobbs, as a matter of fact, because he's coming back off that ACL, and this would be his first game back. And it's only been about 10 months or so uh, since he hurt it. So either way, I don't think it's going to matter that much. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think that Baltimore is going to is going to cover that. Then the Bengals are getting four at the 49ers, and I like uh, Cincinnati in this one. The 49ers have had some injuries, man. Debo Samuel, their great receiver, their future Hall of Fame left tackle, and he's out. Debo Samuel's out, as far as I know. Uh, left tackle Trent Williams is either going to be out or banged up, and that's a problem against the pretty good pass rushers for Cincinnati. And then Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the 49ers, uh, is in the concussion protocol. He may or may not play. Meantime, they've lost two games in a row. They've struggled to score in those two games, and their their defense has been thrown on. The Vikings put like 378 yards passing on them just here recently. And so the Bengals have had a week off. They've got a bye. So Joe Burrow is going to be as healthy as he's been. And then the Bengals' defense has been pretty stout. They've only been giving up about 22 points a game. So coming off a bye, I like Cincinnati at San Francisco plus four. And then I've got another total. The, the Browns are at the Seahawks. <clears throat> the total is 38. And I have a lot of trouble figuring out how they go over 38. Uh, there, there's a couple problems. One is that the Browns' defense got flat-out embarrassed last week by the Colts, and I think they'll bounce back in a big way because this is a borderline elite defense. They play a lot of man coverage more than any other team in the NFL, and Geno Smith, the Seahawks quarterback, is last among qualified quarterbacks uh, in uh, EPA per drawback, in other words, advanced analytics per drawback, against man coverage. In other words, he's bad at man coverage, okay? And so I think he's going to struggle to move the ball against the Brown. I think Miles Garrett is going to have plenty of time to go get after him. And then the offense... For Cleveland, P.J. Walker is the backup quarterback, and they've won their last two games with him, but it hasn't been because of him. I mean, he's completing about 50% of his passes. He's not throwing the ball down the field. He's got no touchdowns and three interceptions in that span, and so he's just not getting much done. And so I guess the Seattle defense has given up 30 points in the last three games combined in Seattle in a very loud, difficult situation. I, I don't think... Cleveland is going to contribute much to this total. I think Geno Smith will be held in check, so I will take under 38. All right, Trev, sounds good. Jay Schrader. Now, I'm going to be pretty pretty simple right here. I got I got the Jets beating the Giants. Yeah, they're giving three points 
they're going to – Giants stink, okay? Let's just be realistic. Giants stink. Uh, you know, Tavon Taylor is going to be the quarterback again. They're, they're not scoring anything, so the Jets are going to win that. I'm going to go out on limb. I think the Jaguars are going to cover. They're going to beat the Steelers. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover the two and a half that they're, they're getting. And then Vikings and the Packers. Vikings are riding high. I think they're going to play well again this week against the Packers. Packers don't have much of anything. Sorry. Uh, you know, that's our team. We, we're homers back there, but they're struggling, okay? And I just think Minnesota's going to win that game. So I'm going to take them, even though they're giving points. Uh, I think they're all going to cover and make it happen. You know, on that note, Jay, I'm, I'm thinking actually, hear me out on this, that it might be a good spot for Green Bay. Minnesota's coming off that big emotional victory on Monday night, and the Packers are probably relative more healthy than they've been probably all season long. I know Jordan Love hasn't been good at all. But I think Aaron Jones is, is getting back to 100%. I just think Green Bay's showing up in, in this week for some Green, reason Green, in this this Green, matchup. They will, but it but it's also a rivalry game. Yeah. And I and it's a division game and I just think Minnesota comes out on top. Minnesota is just a better football team right now. Could be a food bet. Could be. Could yeah, be. Could be a football I'm mulling that one. Okay. What do you got, Marco? All right. I'm going to start with my ugly one first. We're taking the Carolina Panthers plus the three against Houston. I've always said when you go into your bye week, if you're on a roll, it's a momentum stopper. If you're going into the bye week on a bad note, that's you're going to use that time to come out with your best game of the year. You can't go into the bye any worse than winless, okay? <laughs> That's about it. It's the battle of the number one and number two quarterback, and no question, Stroud has been the best of the crop this year no quarterback-wise. Can I, can I say something real quick? Yeah. You and I were looking at each other. Did this? Did you have deja vu from the Cleveland Brown pick from last year yeah. when he was doing that, right? When the <laughs> yeah. Browns were atrocious, right? Uh, yeah. Just, okay, just saying. Just, okay. you know, I remember that. Yeah, how'd that work out? Yeah, okay. I'm taking Carolina. They get their first Wednesday. You got a rookie quarterback favored on the road. Come on. It, it, just nonsense. I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> Me and Jay agree on this one, and you'll be surprised. Okay. I'm not a homer. I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, 4-2, and two, six games this year. They have been out-yarded in every single, single game. One. Jacksonville goes on their bye next week. They had 10 days to prepare for this game. I don't see the Steeler offense being able to match the Jacksonville offense. The last one, I'm going Monday night. I'm going with the Lions. My whole thing last week was going against Detroit because of this game coming up, and they're coming, they're embarrassed. They're angry. This is their statement game to show the world that they're not the same old Lions. They are going to roll big. Sorry, Raider fans. I just this team's in total disarray. I'm taking Detroit. I'm laying it. I'll have them straight up. I'll have them money line. I'll have them teasers. Any way you can play it, I will have Detroit on Monday night. You're trying to say you think Dan Campbell can get a team fired up? I think Dan Campbell's going to get a team fired up. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to start with the Dallas and the Rams. Rams were terrible again last week. All right. Whether officials, no officials, didn't matter. No running game whatsoever. And Stafford hasn't really been good this year. Seven touchdowns, six interceptions. And Dallas, coming off the bye week, they are hungry to get home. And this is why I'm playing the Dallas Cowboys, because they are solid at home. Look what they've done at home. 30-10, to 
against the Jets, 38-3 to against New England, and they defeated that lowly Rams, uh, and, and they're going to defeat this lowly Rams team by more than a touchdown. That's all we're asking, giving up six points. I don't think it's a problem. And again, this team has not been home in four weeks. I think they are going to light it up. And this, you got Aaron Donald, but what else really do you have defensively with the Rams? So I think there's a short uh, price delay with the Dallas Cowboys. Then I'm going to go with Kansas City and Denver. What is there to like about Denver? I say absolutely nothing. <laughs> One win this year against the Chicago Bears, right? Extremely weak schedule. They can't score. Kansas City owns everybody in the AFC West. And we talked about this before, how Andy Reid over-prepares for the divisional opponents. And that's why he's phenomenal against the AFC West. Yep. Oh, by the way, what's what is Mahomes' record against the West? <laughs> 16 in a row they beat Denver. Right. The Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes in control have beaten the Denver Broncos 16 straight games. Make it 17. And only got to lay a touchdown, seven points. I'm cool with that. No problem. And then San Francisco and Cincinnati. All right. San Francisco's lost two straight games, but they're returning home. Brock Purdy is going to play. Now, here's what I heard earlier today is that he's already passed four of the five uh, concussion protocol uh, things. So if he's already uh, passed number four today, more than likely I think he's going to be ready to play and should. But I agree with you, Marco. I think that Sam Darnold would, would be okay as part of the system goes, and he's got experience. But Christian McCaffrey will be ready to go. they got plenty of other weapons. I know Debo Samuel will not play. That's going to hurt him. But the defense, Jay, I think the defense is going to rise to the occasion. They will be better than they were last Monday night in Minnesota. I think it's a very short price to, to lay with three and a half points. And here's what the Niners have done at home. 30-12 to 12 over the Giants. 35-16 to Arizona. 42-10 to 10 to Dallas. And that's why I bring up this Dallas game. Here's a perfect comp is because they were favored by three and a half points against the Cowboys. A lot of people think, ooh, this is going to be a tough game. Not even close. Cincinnati. I think the bye is actually going to work in a reverse effect for Cincinnati. Going to be a little rusty. I think the Niners love that home cooking in Santa Clara. So uh, give me the Niners laying the three and a half. Those are our best bets. They are up on the website along with Scott Spritzer. You'll be the intern up there as well too. And our special guest, Jay Schrader at tcmartinshow.com. Go to the best bets section there and check it all out. Trevor Maddich, some parting words. Parting words, man. This is this is going to be a fun weekend. I, I'm hoping that the matchups will turn out like I expect them to for my part, and because uh, there have been a bunch of times when they haven't worked out that way. But this is feeling like a really good one. All right, brother. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. There it is. Trevor Match. I catch him on ESPN Radio tomorrow doing the marathon in the studio there, uh, following along all the games there. Jay Schrader. Appreciate you, man. Got, I enjoyed it. Got to get you, got to get you back to be here. back, man. All right. Good deal. All right, Marco. Hopefully, uh, good luck finding your car, both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, all right. Uh, he's pushing all the chips forward with the uh, Detroit Lions. I got to say I like it. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not going to argue with that. It is a big number to lay, though, uh, again at home. Yeah. but. Hey, I mean, everything is trending that way. The Raiders haven't been able to score. You the yardage, all, they're not getting that. You have all weekend to tie teasers to Detroit. Uh, you know, night. I'm all over it. I'm going back to my, my teaser and my Moneyline Parlay <laughs> plays. <Yeah. laughs>
<laughs> not laying on nine points with these hammond acres anymore. Yeah. You just had to bring it up, didn't you? There it is. Got to leave you on a good note. I you know. know. All right. Food weekend. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, let's go get it, babe. Enjoy your cocktail party, brother. I will. All right. There it is. Mark, we'll have a good weekend. I'm sure we'll be talking over, over the course of the weekend as well, too. All right. For Nunchuck, back in the studio. Appreciate everybody. Of course, Jay Cornegay, John Murray, the whole group here at the Westgate Las Vegas, our Friday home. Get over here and watch the games over the weekend. T.C. Martin saying so long. And then go to the website. Check out everything. Our interview with Barry Odom is up there on the homepage, too. Great stuff that Barry had to say. What do you think? UNLV, Fresno State. UNLV. Fresno. Fresno. Lay in seven. seven. UNLV hasn't played anybody. Food bet. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way UNLV's playing. They're playing great, but this is the test. They haven't, you know, they played Michigan. I I like the way UNLV's playing. Right. This is the tough part of schedule, though. You know, it is. Got, got uh, Fresno State, Air Force, Wyoming coming up. Yep. We'll see what it's all made of. Good luck to, to the Rebels, 7.30 p.m. Saturday night with that. Have yourself a good one. Website, check it all out, including the best bets at tcmartshow.com. Uh-huh.